Um, so there's, there's, there's basically two types of people in this world. There's like two types of people in this world. Um, people that absolutely love Christmas music and people who hate it. Um, show of hands, who hates Christmas music? Like you just can't stand every, just jingle bells gotta go. Like please turn them off. How many of you guys absolutely love Christmas music, everything about it? You start listening to it before Halloween hit. Come on, who are you? Yep, yep, I knew you were out there. I knew you were out there. Well, guys, welcome to our Christmas message series, Joy to the World. Um, you know, the holiday season is a very special time for a lot of different reasons. Um, the first biggest reason that we have is that we get a chance to celebrate the birth of our King, our Savior, Jesus, the one who was and is and is to come, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Y'all can stop and start shouting anytime you want to. Um, but, but this is a huge reason why we celebrate the season. Another reason why so many people celebrate the season, we get a, a chance to gather around friends and family and, and loved ones. And, and um, it's a very special time and we get to exchange um, expressions of our love through gifts with so many people that we love. Um, but I would, be a, I would be very remiss to like leave out that there's another group of people, just like you know that we have two groups of people who love Christmas music and people who despise Christmas music. Every, everybody doesn't enjoy the holiday season. There's a lot of people who, who, who like have a hard time every time the holidays roll around. It's really just a reminder that you're alone. It's a reminder that, that, that the people that, that you desire to be in your life, you know, maybe they're not there. Maybe you lost a loved one, and it's every time the holidays roll around, you're reminded that the person that you love the most, the person that you care about the most, they're not here. You know, a lot of people, they have a hard time around the holidays as well. Maybe, maybe finances are a little bit challenging, and you can't give the gift that you wanted to give to your children or your significant other or your spouse, and it weighs on you and it's taxing. Some of you guys know my credit card bills is going to be crazy, and I just can't. Like, I can't this year. And the holidays are, are weighty. They're, they're, there's a weight to the holiday season. It, you know, maybe you've got some physical challenges. Maybe you've got some health issues, or maybe your loved ones have health issues, and the holidays just aren't, aren't the same. Well, today, I just, I just want you to know that the last thing that God wants is for you to feel forgotten this Christmas season. I want to go to, um, I want to, go to, to Isaiah chapter 61 today. Isaiah 61, verse, verse 3. And um, as you're turning there, um, I just want you to know that um, this, this was written by Isaiah and Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet, and Isaiah prophesied about the coming Christ, who we know as, as Jesus. And um, Thousands of years before Jesus would even be born, Isaiah prophesied about the things that Jesus would do for us. And um, here's what he says in verse 3. He says that Jesus would console the, those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, 
the planting of the Lord, and he may be, that he may be glorified. So look, look I, I don't want to pretend, I don't want to pretend or have false pretense today. Life can be ugly. Like life can be really ugly. Like separation and divorce is, is extremely ugly. And I know that a lot of us, we deal with that. Um, losing a loved one is heartbreaking and it's, it's ugly. Um, there's so many ugly things that we face in life. Financial pressure is ugly. I've heard it said this way time after time after time. There is no pressure like financial pressure. And many of us face ugly situations in life, but I, but, but I want you to know that we got a promise. And we got a promise that, that Jesus would take all of the ugly things that we encounter in life in exchange for a beautiful life. That Jesus wants to take all of our ugly things that we suffer in life and he wants to exchange them with the beautiful life that he always intended us to live. I don't know about you, but God is worthy of praise. And I love this because as Isaiah was prophesying this, I believe that God showed Isaiah what we would, what we would be dealing with in life. And he saw the divorce and he saw the separation and he saw, you know, he saw the miscarriage and he saw all of these different things that we struggle with in life. And he says, it's one coming that's going to give us beauty. That Jesus would come and he would give us beauty in exchange for all the ugly things that we face in life. And life can be rough. Life can be very rough. Working long hours at work is rough. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, y'all felt that one. I felt that one. Um, life can be rough. Um, raising children can be rough. Parents, can y'all say amen? Right, like the, the, the feedings every two hours, rough. Jesus is Lord, because we about to be right back in that this summer. Um, uh, we, we announced last week that we are expecting our second child, um, and we're very excited to be parents again. Um, y'all hold us down because morning sickness is rough. Um, so my bride has been dealing with so much right now, and um, I think as a result, like if, if mama's down in the house, everybody's down. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, everybody, if mama tired, everybody tired. <laughs> Right? So we all tired, right? I got bags under my eyes right now. And the baby ain't even here yet. Y'all pray. Come on, let's. Right? Um, so life can be rough. Like, it, it can really be rough. I mean, you know, and working a job that you don't get any sense of purpose in is rough. I won't ask by a show of hands, but I, I know, like, I know by the Spirit of God that probably over half the room is working a job. And it, it, is a, it is drudgery for you to go there every single day. I'm letting you know that that is not God's best for your life. But we got a promise. We got a promise that Jesus would give us an oil for all the rough things that we face in life. Not just any oil, but the oil of joy. I mean, come on, like any, any um, essential oil people in the building right now? Come on. Show of hands, how many of y'all slinging it? Y'all selling it? Come on. How many of y'all diffusing it? Who diffusing it? Who rubbing it on? Come on, the bottom of your feet. Who's doing it? Come on. Don't be ashamed. 
Don't be ashamed. Some of y'all smelt like peppermint coming in today. <laughs> Lavender. Right? Just dab a little bit behind your ear. You'd be good. Your, your stomach, right? Like, but look, I'm letting you know that whoever came out with essential oils, I don't know their names, um, is not the originator. Like, Jesus is the originator of the essential oil that we all need. And he doesn't just want to rub it on us. He wants to fill us with it. He wants to fill us up with the oil of joy. What does oil do? It soothes. Come on, what rough area do you have in life? And Jesus came so that he can soothe every rough area in your life. What else does an oil do? It kind of makes it easier, doesn't it? I mean, it makes it easier. Think about it like we get calluses on our, our, our hands because we're plowing and we're doing so much hard work. You know, I don't know if anybody's doing a manual labor job, but I have been there and my hands have been extremely callous before. But I'm letting you know that if you get a hold of some good oil on your hands, it makes it nice and smooth. And Jesus wants to touch those rough areas in our lives And he wants to fill it with the oil of joy. Come on, the oil of joy. And I I believe that this message series and this message title is very prophetic. Because I think that we're all dealing with areas that, that, you know, in our lives that have stolen away our joy. And I am letting you know that you are about to enter into a season of great joy. You are about to enter into a season of great joy. I'm going to keep saying it till somebody stand up on their feet, stretch up their hands, and receive it by faith because your life may not be looking joy-filled right now, but I'm letting you know that if you turn your attention back to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, instead of your situation, great joy will surround you. Great joy will fill your hearts. This is a season of great joy, and so we have a promise that God will give us an oil of joy. He'll give us an oil of joy. And in life, life can just, it can be heavy. I mean, full of anxiety. Anxiety is heavy. Depression is heavy. It's heavy. Stress, heavy. Injustice, heavy. So many things that we face every single day in society, heavy. I just, I got a news report earlier that there was a shooting in, um, in uh, New Orleans. Heavy. Heavy. I, a great friend of mine right now is pastoring a church. Just, he started in the same season that we started, and he's pastoring a church. I can't imagine what his people are going through right now. Heavy. But for this one, for heaviness, the weight that we carry, I mean, come on, like working jobs. Some of us got multiple jobs that we're trying to hold, out, hold down right now so that our families can eat. That's heavy. Come on, kids depending on us, heavy. Medical expenses, heavy. Debt, heavy. It's heavy. Dealing with, with, with aging parents, Heavy. My parents will be 70 soon, and they're not with me in Dallas, and I just keep getting reports about their health. It's heavy. It's heavy. Going into the holiday season, it's heavy. 
where you know they're dealing with stuff. My, my, my mom um, really, really um, had a lot of health challenges on Thanksgiving. So instead of, instead of having a phone call, right, about, about the, the good times and the memories, I'm talking to my dad while, as she's screaming in the background because she's in so much pain. Heavy. Heavy. But for this one, for life's weight in life is so heavy. Would you agree? For life's weight, we don't have a promise. We got to praise. We don't have a promise for the weight. We have a praise that will lift the weight. He says that he'll give us the garment of praise, watch this, for the spirit of heaviness. He'll give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So, so let's really look at what praise is because I think we've kind of lost this um, in, our, in our culture today because, you know, society says that you're not happy until you have the next thing, but praise reflects the things that you already have. And so praise is a lost concept. It's a lost art, but I believe that there's a direct correlation of our lack of praise and our spirit of heaviness that we carry every single day. And so Jesus is telling us, that, or, or, or Isaiah is telling us, that a Savior would come that would give us a reason to put on the garment of praise to deal with all the heaviness that life could ever bring us. When we think about the cross, when we think about the blood that he shed, when we think about the promises of God, when we think about him, a crown of thorns going into his skull, when we think about him, him being uh, pierced in his side and nine-inch nails getting driven through his hands and his feet. Why? Because we had sin in our lives, because we had shame in our lives, and we carried guilt and depression and sickness and knowing that he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement that was necessary to bring us peace was laid upon him and by his stripes We'll be healed. I don't know about y'all, but like as I think about him on the cross, him lifted up on the cross causes me want to lift up my hands and close my eyes and say, thank you, God. You have been so good to me. I thank you for your constant love that you have towards me. I think about the peace, God, that you are not, you don't just bring us peace. You are peace. And I thank you that peace dwells on the inside of me and peace calms my soul and peace will, will guide me. And I thank you, God, for your joy, your joy unspeakable and full of glory. I thank you, God, for your love. And as we lift up prayer, Praise to God. God lifts the weight off of us. We got to praise, church. We got to praise. And as we praise, we're reminded of the goodness of God. And if you could be reminded of the goodness of God, I guarantee you everything that was consuming your mind will be released. It's in your praise. That as you face hardship, your praise should turn up, not go down. Your praise should not be conditional. You should praise God through everything. That as you praise God through everything, God will be with you in everything. Come on, church. That if you'll praise God through everything, God will be with you through everything. 
There, listen, God is with you on the mountaintop and he is with you in the valley. He will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. No matter how hard it gets, your situation never gets too hard for God. Somebody might want to text a friend that. Somebody might want to tweet that out because that was bars. I'm just going to say like it was straight bars, fire. Like God will be with you in everything. Nothing is too hard for your God. And this Christmas season, this season of impossibilities should be able to stir our faith and say, you know what? My God has been able to do the impossible. A virgin should not be able to give birth to a, 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 a child. No, nobody should be able to give birth to God Almighty, but a virgin was able to give birth to a Savior. Nothing is impossible with God. And man, I, I'm, this isn't in my notes or anything, but I'm reminded of this, that, that God sent word to Mary, and Mary said, this don't make no sense to me that I'll be giving birth like, how, how is this possible? I'm a virgin. Like, I've never even done that. Me and Joseph are spouse, meaning engaged. We're not even married yet. And you telling me that we're about to, I'm, gonna, I'm about to have, like, give birth to the God, the, the God of this, this universe. I'm about to give birth to the Savior. How is this even possible? And I love it because she said, be it unto me according to your will. I wonder if that was our, if that was our, our mentality when God tries to come around and says, no, I'm actually going to remove your burden, and I'm actually going to remove your depression. I wonder if our response was, be it unto me according to your will. I don't know how it's going to happen. I know I got this debt right now, and God is, is letting you know there is nothing impossible for me. I wonder if we would have the mentality, be it unto me according to your will. What could he do in your life? Because Mary didn't know how it was going to happen. Mary had no clue how it was going to happen, but she received the word of God. I'm letting you know it's in your praise. I'm letting you know it's in your praise, church. It's in your praise. Your healing is in your praise. Come on, your freedom, it's in your praise. So when you start your day off, don't grab your phone and look at all the troubling text messages and emails that you missed throughout the night. Nah, bump, that can wait. Trouble gonna be here. Before I do any of that, I'm gonna lift up my hands. And I'm going to say, thank you, God, for waking me up with fresh grace and mercy today. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Man, because God didn't have to breathe no life in us this morning, but he did. Come on, man. God, I thank you that I'm not out here on these cold streets like so many people are who are in need. I got heat in my house. Thank you, God. Man. And as you make your way downstairs and you start getting ready for your day and you open up your refrigerator, man, thank you, God. Thank you that I actually have food in my refrigerator. Thank you, God, you've provided for me. Listen, your life may not be perfect. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. And because you're not, you ought to lift up your hands and you ought to say thank you, God. And so, so God has given us a garment of praise. And so what do we know about a garment? Like a garment is clothed, so you got to put it on. Whether you feel like it or not. All of us, thank God, are clothed today. Nobody came to church. Um, inappropriate. Thank you so much. This helps us out tremendously, right? 
But how many of us are walking around naked with our thanksgiving? Because we haven't put on praise. All we're thinking about is what's not right in our lives. If you always focus on what's not right, nothing's going to be right. If you're constantly drawn to negative, your life will be extremely negative. If you're only looking for the negative, you'll only find the negative. But the moment, even if a hundred things are wrong in your life and falling apart in your life, can you find the one thing that is right? And can you celebrate that God has produced that one right thing in your life? And as you begin to look for the right, your life will begin to align with the things that are right. It's, it's kind of like, y'all, you, you ever like got a new car or something like that? And as soon as you get the new car, all you see in the road is that car that you just got? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> like, dang, like I thought I was the only one with this when I drove off the lot and like everybody got this car. Dang. Well, look, that car was always there. Like everybody had that car before you got it. The reason why you're finally seeing it is because you're paying attention to it. When you start paying attention to what God has done good, I'm going to leave y'all alone this morning. All right. So check this out. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. It says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. When life gets heavy, make no mistakes about it. God is the only one that can lift up your head. It ain't a man. It ain't a woman. It's not a substance. It's not a bottle. It's not a gift under the tree. The only thing that can lift up your head is God. He is the one that lift up, lifts up your head. God is the one that can lift the weight and the pressure of life. And if you've been trying to do life by yourself, I'm letting you know your head will remain down. God is the one that's going to lift the weight. He's the one that lifts the weight. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. I'm about, I'm about to close here. Luke chapter 2, um, verses 8 through 11. Luke 2, verses 8 through 11. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there will be born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So I want to I highlight something. I'm sure this is familiar text to majority of us here today. Um, this is where the song Joy to the World comes from because the angels came to shepherds to proclaim that we're about to enter into a season of great joy because Christ is born. That the prophecies of Isaiah have finally come to pass that Christ, the son of the living God, has been born. 
and they're letting shepherds know, of all people, shepherds. So a little bit about what you, what you need to know about shepherds. Shepherds were detested. They had the most um, insignificant job that you could have. Their job was to care for smelly animals. And shepherds were known to be liars, so they weren't respected. They weren't even trusted. And God saw fit to deliver a message to people who smelled bad, who were looked down upon, who were insignificant, who were forgotten. And the reality is they probably were a little, a little um, depressed as well because their jobs or who they were um, as a people, and really back then, what you did defined who you were. And so they probably had a lot of weight and a lot of depression, things that we carry often in our society today, they're dealing with, and God chose to deliver his message to them. And here's, what, what he's, here's the, the significance of this message, because he told shepherds that joy is coming, not just for kings, not just for the high class, not just for up the upper echelon in society, not just for people who have money, not just for people who, you know, are, are esteemed and, and worthy, not just people who are professional athletes and white-collar workers. No, my joy is for all people. My joy is for all people, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, no matter the sin that you've been involved in, no matter the shame that you've been carrying, my joy is for you if you would receive my son. Because a son has been born, a child has been given, and I bring you great tidings of joy if you'll receive him. 